count is over in Westfield at Grand Park. And we've got some news about Jonathan Taylor. We've also got some some witness accounts about uh, Anthony Richardson today and some talk about Anthony Richardson. A question that keeps coming up is whether he's going to start Saturday, whether he's going to start on September 10th. I will tell you what I think about that, and I'll tell you what I think about Jonathan Taylor, too. This is a very, very special edition of Inside Indiana Sports Now post-Colts workout coverage for Tuesday, August 8th, 2023, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Johnson's Plumbing is awesome. Give them a call, 765-610-8809. They do great work. I'm wearing my glasses so I can see comments. If you want to make a donation, I'll see that comment, and I'll take comments as I can as they pour in. And make sure you like this. It's just a polite thing to do to like. And like I said, make a donation if you want to. No big whoop. All right, let's talk about Jonathan Taylor. Shane Steichen was asked about Jonathan Taylor today because he wasn't here. Usually he's here. He's wearing a hoodie. He's with the running backs. He's watching. He's talking. He is a part of the process. And today, that was not the case. So Shane Steichen was asked about it. And he said part of his rehab process if you guys don't see him here, meaning he's rehabbing if he's not here. Then he was asked whether he's on site. No comment about that. He was asked what part of his body is ailing his ankle. All right. So it's his ankle. That's why he's on the pup list. The continued rehab of the ankle that was surgically repaired after the season, he had a high ankle sprain. High ankles are kind of weird. It takes some time. Some guys respond quickly with high ankles. Some guys don't. I tend to take people at their word. I know that sometimes that makes me a boob. I understand that. And I am willing to accommodate that. I'm not the kind of cynic that thinks that everything that we are told is an absolute crock of crap. I don't think that way. So I'm going to take Shane Steichen at his word, Jonathan Taylor at his word, in that if he was able to participate, if he was able to practice, he would be practicing. He would not be on the pup list anymore. How important is Jonathan Taylor's presence within this offense? It is absolutely enormous. Let me give you some numbers, all right? And this is Miles Sanders last year with the Philadelphia Eagles who went to the Super Bowl. Miles Sanders is a pretty ordinary starting running back. Ordinary enough that the Eagles didn't re-sign him. They just let him wander away. Last year, 1,269 rushing yards, 11 rushing touchdowns, 4.9 yards per carry. That's Miles Sanders. And one of the reasons why is with Jalen Hurts, you got to defend the whole field with, you know what? With Anthony Richardson, you have got to, let's go, we'll see. Here's the field, all right? Here's the sideline, back sideline at the 50. There's the opposite sideline all the way over there. It's 53 and a third yards away. With Anthony Richardson, you've got to defend about 40 yards vertically and then all 53 and a third horizontally across the field because Anthony Richardson can deliver the ball with velocity and accuracy in that window. All right? Matt Ryan, you were talking about a guy who didn't throw it outside the numbers very often and threw it, maybe you had to defend up to 20 yards. 
That was Matt Ryan. That was last year with Jonathan Taylor. What and Matt Ryan couldn't run. He couldn't beat me in a foot race. Anthony Richardson is a guy like Jalen Hurts who requires a spy. So you got a spy. You got the other 10 guys defending the full width of the field and 40 yards of depth. How many creases do you think can be created by this offensive line to pop Jonathan Taylor free? If Jonathan Taylor can get on the field, whether he's making $4.3 million or $8.3 million, it doesn't really matter. If he can get on the field, this offense can be potentially really good. And then you add to that offense the presence of Josh Downs and Alec Pierce and Michael Pipp Jr., but those other two, those are the guys. Those are the dynamic pieces of the puzzle who can make guys miss. Alec Pierce makes the miss as he runs his route. Josh Downs makes a miss after he catches a football. You got a lot of weapons, and then because maybe you got a soft five in the box, you got an offensive line that's going to be blocking one-on-one -on -one instead of blocking an eight-man box like they did all the time last year because nobody respected Matt Ryan and everybody respected Jonathan Taylor as a guy who could change a game with a 30-yard, 40-yard, 70-yard run. That's what this offense becomes with Jonathan Taylor. With Jonathan Taylor, this thing's dynamic. Without him, it's going to be more dynamic anyway. But without him, it's a different thing. So one, you hope he can get healthy. And two, you hope he can get happy. And if he can do both those things, this thing gets up on its wheels and all of a sudden the Colts are pretty damn explosive offensively. Defensively, a couple of things today. Uh, Shaquille Leonard working with the ones. That's a good thing. Tyquan Lewis off the pup list. So he's back to work. And then... A guy that uh, I, I like watching, I got to tell you. And, and he's only been out here Saturday, Sunday, and now Tuesday. But Juju Brents, the rookie cornerback, second-round pick out of Kansas State and Warren Central High School, he looks really good. And I'll tell you in what way he looks good. First of all, he had a P.I. call against him today that was a load of crap. It was just nonsense. Can't, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I love being called buddy. Um... He, he came, he's sudden enough that as a rookie, he may pick up some PI calls because it looks like he's moving too quickly in relation to the receiver. So it looks like maybe he's got his left arm around his waist. He's holding him back a little. This was not the case, the PI call he got in practice today. He just closed with real suddenness. And then that length got in and batted the ball. I like Juju Brents. Now he's just playing against the threes. So we haven't seen him against the twos and really haven't seen him against the ones. But I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to seeing him play on Saturday in Buffalo. We'll see at what level he plays. Is he going to be a second half guy? Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a second quarter guy? What's it going to be with Juju Brents? I'm interested in seeing Darius Rush too. All of a sudden, and I know this is, you know, we do this. We get excited. Look, these cornerbacks, it could be that on September 10th they get torched and they can't play dead. That could happen. But right now, let's indulge in a little bit of hope and look at Juju Brents as a guy and Darius Rush as a guy. And I'll tell you who else. Like, if you come out here 
and you're watching these, this practice from these bleachers, which is an awesome perspective that, to watch practice from, you come out here, look for 40. That's Jalen Jones. Jalen Jones, seventh round draft pick. Jalen Jones is a physical cornerback who can flat play. What Gus Bradley wants, he wants guys who can play press, get their hands on a receiver, and keep him from busting it downfield in a big hurry. If you've got cornerbacks who can do that, you got a chance on this team. And Juju Brents, I haven't seen Darius Rush that much, but Juju Brents and Jalen Jones, I think they might be able to get that done. And then you look at the defensive line. No DeForest Buckner today. But you got Grover Stewart, Quiddy Pay, Samson Ibakem, Hurricane Dio, Tyquan Lewis back in the mix, coming off that injury. I'm really, really happy for him. He is such a good dude, such a nice guy. Yet you really hope for the best with Tyquan Lewis. One thing that we talked about this morning that I think is kind of interesting, and it bears mention because Kenny Moore didn't go today. So Kenny Moore is on the sidelines. His contract runs through this season, and then it's over. Do you extend Kenny Moore? Do you extend Grover Stewart? Do you extend Michael Pittman Jr.? Do you extend Jonathan Taylor? We talked about it, but I'll tell you what you do. You franchise Jonathan Taylor. That's just the way it is. If you want to sign him to an extension, the likes that Saquon Barkley signed, cool. I got no problem with that. That's okay. It's roughly the same money. No big deal. It doesn't count as a franchise. It's all good. You want to do that. Michael Pittman Jr., I extend. I like Michael Pittman Jr. I think he can be a guy who you throw it up in traffic, he's going to come down with the football more often than not. He had 99 catches last year with rag arms thrown to him, for God's sake. And I told you we were going to talk about this. Uh, Grover Stewart, eh, I might give some real thought to allowing him to leave. I love him. He is a really good player and a really good guy, but I, you know what? Mm. If you've got to allocate resources elsewhere toward Jonathan Taylor or toward Michael Pittman, that's what you do. You allocate the resources there, not to another defensive tackle. You don't want to have the highest paid pair of defensive tackles in the league. I don't think that's how you win a championship unless they're both Aaron Donald, right? DeForest Buckner, good player. But let's talk about Anthony Richardson and whether you start him. There is no reason not to start him. None. Zero reason not to start him. Saturday, zero reason not to give him starting reps in every practice. No reason to not start him on September 10th. He is easily the most dynamic of the quarterbacks. He's easily the most gifted. He's easily the most difficult to prepare to play against. And that's a big deal. Gardner Minshew looks surprisingly similar to what this offense was last year. Did we enjoy watching that offense? I got to tell you, I'm out here at practice. I'm watching Sam Ellinger take a shot downfield. I'm watching Anthony Richardson just like, okay, I can throw it everywhere. I can run it everywhere. And then you've got Gardner Minshew, who's like check down Charlie, throwing it in the flat, throwing, you know, little curls. Stop it. Efficient is never explosive. 
You've got to be explosive. You need explosive plays, especially if Jonathan Taylor is not going to be here. You need a quarterback who can deliver the football down the field and is going to take a shot. That is not Gardner Minshew. And we've seen it. We saw him go 19 of 20 against Matt Eberflus's soft-ass zone. Drove us all crazy, my God. Third and eight, and you're dropping everybody back 12. Why? Are you a crazy person? Next week, Matt Eberflus is going to be back out here. And I'm telling you, Gardner Minshew, people are going to watch and are going to say, this Minshew's awesome. This Minshew is awesome because the Bears are going to allow him to be awesome just like when he was with the Jags, the Colts allowed him to be awesome. And the common thread there is Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus is going to make Gardner Minshew again look like Joe Montana, and he's not. Anthony Richardson is the guy, will be the guy, has to be the guy. Yesterday at after practice, when the coordinators are talking and Tony Sperano Jr., zero questions were asked about Gardner Minshew. A gob were asked about Anthony Richardson. He is by far the most interesting player because he's by far the most talented and by far the guy who is most able to get things done offensively at a level that's going to score your ass points. Gardner Minshew, I'm telling you, is not going to lead you to touchdowns. He's going to get you to the 20, and Matt Gay's going to kick field goals if that's what it comes down to. Gardner Minshew is not the starting quarterback for this team. He shouldn't be the starting quarterback for this team. He shouldn't get any more starting reps out here at practice. It should be all Anthony Richardson all the damn time. Let's go. This, with Gardner Minshew as a quarterback, this is a five-win team. With Anthony Richardson, at least you've got some upside. And upside's everything for a team like this. All right. We're up here. I'm going to go eat lunch and whatnot because they got a good lunch in there in the media room. They feed us healthy now, and that's nice. We got some brisket in there today. We've got some salmon. We got some garbanzo beans, and we've got some asparagus. And so I'm going to get me some, and that's the way that's going to be. We will be back tomorrow. Breakfast with Kent. I can't wait to talk to you then. 6.45 in the morning. We're back on WGCL in Bloomington. WGCLradio.com. Click to listen. And forgot the lead for goodness sake the anthony richardson jersey if you would like to win it, it's the indiana knights jersey these things haven't even shipped yet when this ships i'll be among the first to get it i'm going to open the prize egg it's going to be in there because my wife said she would make sure it is she's going to keep checking for the package we're going to pull it out i'm going to draw draw a winner put the jersey in the envelope address the big ass envelope or box and off it's going to go. It could be yours. You need to subscribe to this channel and to the Two Big Brains channel. And you got to DM me so I've got a way to find you. And, and that way I can get your address. All right. We will talk to you tomorrow morning, 6.45.